Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Recruiting Night, and ask me questions if I was confusing. Right toward the end of tonight's 4 to nothing shutout, Chris Bryant made a nice defensive play. And Jordan Bastian, who covers the Cubs for MLB.com, was commenting as such and noting how before the game, I think it was Anthony Rizzo was commenting how his defense has been really good this season. Bastian made the comment with the quote from Rizzo on a tweet and included the play of that was in discussion. Nice diving play, grabs it, picks it up, throws the first, gets the out. And, of course, for commenting on that, Jordan Bastian got drilled by people who were dunking on Bryant for his offensive woes this year. I said, in response to Jordan, something along the lines of, don't blame Jordan for stating something accurate. The job of the reporter is to find the information and spread the information so people can hear it. Don't flipping blame Jordan Bastian because Chris Bryant's not hitting. The job of a fan is to be supportive. The Cubs lost two of three games to a team that's going to the postseason. I'm not going to go too far out on a branch by saying the Minnesota Twins are a better team than the Chicago Cubs. I'm perfectly willing to say that, and I don't have to do any hedges or if this or because if the Cubs meet the Twins in the World Series, what ends up happening is whatever ends up happening. But as of right now, the Twins are a better team. Twins have better pitching. Twins have better hitting. Twins are in a better division. Very simple. The Cubs came into this season. People were wondering if they would be even the third place team. They're the first place team. Doesn't mean that they're fantastic. Doesn't mean that they're elite. All that means is that the four teams behind them over the course of the season have had a rougher go of things. That's all it means. That's all it means. Fortunately, on Pre-Arb Excellence, you guys are about deeper dive kind of stuff. You're not reactionary sort of this guy is having a bad stretch, so he is necessarily terrible. No, 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 you're not. Baseball is a long season. I would even be so bold as to say a player can have an absolute rubbish time the next five games. It really doesn't 
What matters is who's healthy going into a week from Tuesday. Who's healthy a week from Tuesday? Rowan Wick, it doesn't matter how good he was doing. He's hurt. He's done for the year. Today, during the White Sox game, Tim Anderson tweaked his hamstring. How's he going to be? Hamstrings are funny. Uh, I would imagine he'll probably take a couple days off. Might play a bit in the uh, series against the Cubs, but you don't want to rush him back, but you want to make sure he's ready to play. So yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff you want to avoid. You want to avoid the injury. If the Cubs are a bad offensive team for the entire regular season and the postseason, it's going to be a short trip. But we kind of might have known that already. If the Cubs can't hit, if the Cubs can't score, they're going to lose. <laughs> Where's the mystery there? It's really not that much of a surprise. The Cubs are in a very positive situation in that. There's a lot of people who are really bad at math. There's a lot of people that are really bad at math. Before I get back to people being bad at math, I do appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast over a Sunday during a football weekend. Um, Hit share, hit follow, hit subscribe, hit retweet, hit all that kind of stuff. Uh, Anchor allows sponsorships if you're into that. But most of all, just listen and uh, consider helping in whatever fashion works best for you. So people are really bad at math. Oh my goodness, the Cubs are slumping. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Cubs won five in a row. They lost two of three against Minnesota. The Cubs' magic number against Milwaukee is three. The Cubs' magic number against Cincinnati is three. The Cubs' magic number against St. Louis is six. The Cubs have four games against Pittsburgh this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. How are they going to do against Pittsburgh? I don't know. But if the Cubs can't beat Pittsburgh twice, they probably don't belong in the second round of the playoffs anyway. You know, if they if they go into Pittsburgh and get beat three out of four, or four out of four, they'll still probably make the playoffs. You know, that they've gotten themselves into that situation by winning running up to now. But if the Cubs go into Pittsburgh, and don't win two of four. Okay, let's look at the bad at math thing again. Reds and Brewers both have a magic number of three as per against the Cubs. They played their next three games against each other. How's that going to play out? If someone wins, hey, the Reds are hot. They're going to win all three. Okay, then the Brewers are done. They're done, and it's all about the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Reds. Okay, now we have a race to the finish. If the Cubs can't win against Pittsburgh, then so be it. If the Cubs can't win against Pittsburgh. (laughs) St. Louis went into Pittsburgh and won, what, four out of five? 
St. Louis isn't that good of a team. <laughs> they have, they're, they're borrowing pitching. You know, if the Cubs don't win 2-4 against Pittsburgh, it doesn't matter. So let's say the Cubs win one out of four against Pittsburgh. One of four, that's it. Okay, Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Is somebody going to sweep? Is, is one team or the other going to sweep? I really kind of doubt it. Because both teams know this is their season. If they get swept, they're Tostitos. So let's say Cincinnati wins the opener. Milwaukee comes out the next game. You know that leverage bullpen they have? They will go to it mercilessly early because that's what you do when you get into a situation where it's absolutely essential to win a game. If those two teams split the first two, regardless what the Cubs do against Pittsburgh, both magic numbers drop to two. Then whoever loses game three, their magic number drops to one. And if the Cubs win a game in Pittsburgh, one of those teams is eliminated and Pittsburgh is down and the other team and the other team is down. It's mathematically almost impossible if the Cubs lose their next seven games. They don't deserve to win anyway. <laughs> People are mistaking a short-term slump and a team not hitting through the season for something that is like 95% predictive. Baseball doesn't work that way. Chris Bryant has, I, I'm not a, I'm not a swing doctor. Maybe there's something he's doing that's horribly wrong against, right? I, I don't know. But uh, what I do know is if somebody gets hot, whoever it is, they will find it bats. If someone gets hot, they'll find it bats. Because there's enough guys on the team that aren't hitting that if whoever that guy is, if it's Nico Horner that all of a sudden gets over the next seven games, has 11 hits, Nico Horner going to play. The reason the Cubs have had so much difficulty over the last few years down the stretch with their offense. I'm going to hold to this. It's the hill I'm willing to die on because they've been terrible at developing their own hitters. They just don't develop any hitters since the first wave. Jason McLeod, Jed Hoyer, and Theo Epstein talked about how the Cubs were going to have waves of talent You'll have the first run. You'll have the second run. You'll have guys following that. You'll have guys following that. You'll have guys following that. Well, we had Bryant. We had Schwarber. We had Contreras. We have Baez. And we have Rizzo. There's been nobody following them that's been crushing. Hap's done okay. But waves and waves means, regardless how good the guy currently is, we're going to be having a guy coming to replace his specific position very shortly. That's what waves of talent is. Cubs haven't done that. They haven't done it on the pitching side. 
They haven't done it on the hitting side. That's why they're not winning. I was running that by somebody tonight, recruiting night. Somebody was talking about, oh, they're going to go back to being the lovable losers again. When I said, well, if they do, it's going to be because they don't develop their own talent. Huh? What do you mean? How does developing talent have anything to do with losing? The Dodgers are successful because they have guys in AA and AAA who are better than the guys who are starting for other teams in the major leagues. So when the Dodgers decide, you know what, we're kind of interested in possibly maybe trading this one. Other teams are interested in their starters, and they bring up a guy from the minor leagues at league minimum, and he kicks butt. That's why the Dodgers are good. Cubs haven't figured that out yet. Cubs haven't figured out the magic key to having guys replace guys and replace guys. If Brennan Davis does that, if Miguel Amaya does that, if Braylon Marquez does that, if Ed Barelzele does that, Cubs will be fine. If not, they're screwed. Why? Because of that. Recruiting night can sometimes be fun. I completely disregard the game, which is a boring and frustrating telecast sometimes, and instead just focus on what other people are commenting on. Sometimes I get some people to grasp, oh, I see, there is an actual logical reason for all this. Sometimes I don't. Tonight was more don't, but still, it was recruiting night. It's not a when the team is playing frustrating baseball. Following the major league team is not captivating. It's not riveting. And you know that. Normally through the season, I'm following a minor league game and I have three or four games to cheer for or choose from. And probably one of them is going to be doing okay. And even if they're not doing okay, I'm learning stuff. Ooh, wow. This guy who we'd been expecting to do really well, he's not making it at the advanced A level. Information. Stuff to learn. Whereas Major League games, you watch Chris Bryant struggle for 52, 53 games, whatever it is. Is it real? Is it fantasy? I don't know. I have no idea. There's 2020 is a stupid year. I don't know if anybody's going to want to trade value for him in the offseason. If nobody wants to trade for Schwarber, if nobody wants to trade for Bryant, and by trade for, I mean offer quality for, there's no point in getting rid of a guy for nothing. Heck, bring him back. See if he does better next year. If nobody's trading quality for him, then forget it. Roll him through. After all, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Reds, the Pirates, who's going to be five or ten games better than the Cubs next year? And you need two of them because two teams are going to make the playoffs. Recruiting night is an alternative to actually paying close attention to the game. And when the offense only musters four hits on the night, sometimes recruiting night is more enjoyable than the ballgame was. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.